Are you ready to be inspired and empowered by the stories of a truly unstoppable woman? Then get ready for an exciting new episode of Unstoppable Women. I'm your host, Noelle Peterson, the Journey Navigator. Today, I'm going to chat with another remarkable and inspiring woman. In each episode, we feature a different guest who has overcome adversity and achieved amazing things in her career and in her personal life. Through authentic conversation, you'll learn about her struggles, journeys, and breakthrough moments that have helped her become the unstoppable woman she is today. Each guest brings a unique perspective and a powerful wisdom. You'll gain valuable insights into how to overcome challenges, break barriers, and thrive in your own life. You'll walk away feeling empowered, inspired, and ready to take action toward achieving your own goals. Good afternoon on a special broadcast. Today we've got Alexandra Watkins. She's a brand name expert and author of Inc. Top 10 Marketing Book. Hello, my name is awesome. How to create brand names that stick. She is founder of Eat My Words, a naming consultancy that specializes in creating names that make people smile instead of scratch their heads. If you've ever enjoyed a Wendy's Baconator, you've literally eaten her words. Welcome to the show, Alexandra. Thank you. And thanks for that great introduction. So thanks uh, for coming on the show. I know you've got a lot of experience and um, we, we know your names around the place. And Robert had a great conversation with you recently as well. And uh, just tell us a little bit more on how you became to be who you are today. Well, I started my, well, first of all, I have an unusual story in that I skipped college, um, which I know a lot of people don't do, and my parents were not really in favor of, but as my mother always says, you can lead a horse to water, but you can't make it drink, so I was just ready to be in advertising already. I had discovered that I wanted to be in advertising when I was in eighth grade, and I didn't want to go to, like, more school, so uh yeah, I was able to, I found a small advertising school that just happened to be right in my own backyard. And I was able to uh, kind of talk my way into working in some ad agencies. And so I did that and eventually worked my way up to a big agency, Ogilvy and Mather, and uh, worked for other agencies. And every once in a while, I would get thrown a bone and get to name something and I was really good at naming and I loved it so I decided I wanted to be a namer and I had to really switch industries. I went from working in advertising to working in branding which is related but uh, very different. So I had to kind of start over and that was almost 20 years ago and I did it and here I am. <laughs> That's awesome. And Tell us a little bit about how how it feels and how it affected you and being in the niche and where you loved being and a little bit different than what you enjoyed doing. It was a little bit, you know, different niche. Yeah, I loved being a copywriter, but I naming to me was just way more fun. And uh, it's it's also a lot for me it's easier because I don't have to string words together. I'm just doing one one to one to three words at a time and being super conceptual. So all of those skills I learned in advertising, how to concept and make emotional connections, I could just I could just apply that to what I do here. 
And yeah, I just, I love every day is something different. I mean, right now I'm working on naming uh, some uh, perform high performance socks that are patent pending. I'm naming a new consumer home t health test kit. Uh, I, I, um, I'm naming some uh, autonomous surface vehicles that will be used by the military. Um, I'll, I'll kind of, oh, some new garden soil. And I know like, like very few people would get excited about naming dirt, but I just, I treat every project with um, enthusiasm and excitement and it really helps. I mean, it, it is very, it sounds very exciting and you, cause you do get a broad variety of topics. Uh, yeah. Does it take longer to name an item versus writing copy? Yeah. No. Uh, well, here's the difference. Writing copy, there's a lot of back and forth with clients tweaking it and making changes. And with names, you know, we'll present, you know, in the first round, depending on which, what service we get hired for, you know, let's say 100 names. Um, and then the client just has to pick the ones that they like the best. We send those through trademark screening. And then based on those results, we might come up with more. But ultimately, the client only needs to pick one. And there's no tweaking. It's just, I mean, maybe it's like, hey, try to put a, a different ending on this word or a different, you know, start to the word. But there's no, like, m massaging the copy, so to speak. Yeah, no, it, it totally makes sense. And um, I mean, we all want something that resonates and is memorable. Um, yeah. And, and quickly, and I, I know you have a test. You want to tell us about that, how you test your names? Yeah, the test is called the Smile and Scratch Test, and it's based on my philosophy that a name should make you smile instead of scratch your head. And it's a 12-point evaluation test. It's been featured in the Wall Street Journal. It's the basis of my book. It's, and I have an online course that also follows the Smile and Scratch test. And you can test your name for free on my website at eatmywords.com. You'll see right on the homepage it says test a name. And so you can run any name through there, and it will tell you how strong your name is based on a series of questions that you'll answer about it. I think I know where a few of us will be going after the call today. <laughs> That's awesome. Tell us how you as a woman have grown and um, shown who you are through through this life that is um, often so male dominated. Yeah, well, I never I was I'm lucky I was raised by a feminist. So I never really realized I, I, I also think I was shielded somehow got shielded from a lot of what happens in advertising which is a lot of the juicier assignments like you know the in, in tv production for instance the women creative teams always get assigned to you know the household product things you know doing commercials for like laundry detergent and like dishwashing soap where the men get to do the cooler things like cars but i somehow you know what Everything I've ever done, I just get excited and I love what I do. So I never really cared what I was working on. But now, you know, I am in a male-dominated industry, although there are a lot. You know what? The men, though, in this industry, the naming business is a really small um, 
microcosm of branding and so many men helped me when I got started. I mean, they were my mentors and, and they actually all of my mentors, believe it or not, in the naming business have been men and they've been very generous with their time. And I think the thing about namers that we all realize is there's plenty of work to go around. You know, nobody's like stealing work from each other, or competing for clients. I mean, sure, you know, clients will interview different firms, but you know, I think a lot of it just comes down to personality. And, you know, I enjoy working with women as much as men. Uh, but I think what's fun is then when I, like, I have been influential in, uh, in women. And, like, right now, I'm, I've hired a couple of virtual assistants. And, and they're both women. And I want to help support their families. And I have someone I'm grooming to be my successor, and she's a woman. So, and I was very determined to find a woman for that role. Well, that's awesome. Um, you talk to us a little bit more about mentoring, because you know you had male mentors, and it looks like you are mentoring other women. Uh, what does that mean to growth as a, a an entrepreneur? Well, I think it's important to give back what you, what you've learned and to help others. I not only mentor, I do a lot of volunteer work, but being able to share my knowledge and help other women, whether it's helping them, you know, with their naming business or as their freelance business or just helping them like be a better business owner, you know, and get systems and things set up in place um, and really learn to take care of themselves and you know, we're so hard on, on ourselves. And I, I, I read something one time about if you're, if you were, if you, the boss, had a boss and you were working that hard, your boss would probably give you some time off, some spa days, you know, some rewards and treats and bonuses. So you have to do that for yourself That's because no crazy. one's going to do it for you. Right. And we're, we're in this hundred you percent, know, but doesn't mean we shouldn't take care of ourselves. Yeah. Yeah. That's a big part of um, a lot of what I do and talk about is self care. And we, you know, we talk about the, um, put the max oxygen mask on first when we're talking about the airplane, but it's so very true that we can't take those care of those around us if we're not full and taking care of ourselves. Yes. That's so true. Yeah, we have to. Yeah, so, yeah we have we we have to. But it's hard because we're we're multitaskers. We're very good at that. And then you know, a lot of times women have a hard time saying no, and uh, we have to we have to slow down and not say yes to everything, and and also learn when you say no, you don't have to give a reason why you're saying no. That's you know, and one thing I know is to not say not right now because that opens the door for them to ask again later. So I just say no. Just say no. <laughs> and it's okay. I learned a few years back, I had a, a presentation I listened to that was telling us to say yes to priorities and focus on the yes part and not ah. saying no to somebody. I like that. So it's building those boundaries and being able to protect the time and preciousness of your life and your family and what's what's important to you. Yeah, 
And also, like, something to do is, like, if someone wants to, you know, pick your brain or meet for networking or whatever, just combine it with something else you're doing. Like, oh, hey, meet me for a walk or, you know, whatever it is that you're doing. Or come to a volunteer activity that I'm going to be at, you know, and we can get to know each other there. What's a challenge you've had, whether you've overcome it or it's still happening? Um, well, I was embezzled for $126,000 by a former boyfriend who uh, was a CFO and he did my taxes for me. And during that process, while I thought I was sending money to the IRS, you know, like through this pass-through account, he was actually kind of forging, like tweaking the checks and, um, yeah, so that was really challenging to have to go through that whole process. And, uh, you know, FBI got involved. Uh, there was, you know, court. He went to prison. He got let out during COVID. He's not a dangerous person, but it was pretty traumatic to have to go through through that, the shame of how did I let that happen, you know? And you're not the only one. I think that's the third story I've heard this week and I think it's just a reminder to us to be aware and have somebody auditing the books and making sure those payments are made. Yeah, I was, well, yeah, what happened is I, yeah, you know, we don't get checks back in the mail anymore and the check was cashed. It was just cashed to the wrong place. Um, So, but yeah, there's a lot of women. I had a woman financial planner for a while and she would tell me story after story and I've met other women that this has happened to where we're so busy making money that we're not paying attention to the books. So now I'm much more careful about things. And, you know, I I issue all the I issue all of the checks myself and do all of the invoicing myself. I mean, I have a CPA, but I'm keep a close eye on the money now. And I think there's some, I think I've learned, heard in the past also, it's really good to know what all the parts of the business are and not just send them off to somebody that that's their, their deal, but to be aware of all the different pieces so that you can watch and you can ask the right questions. Yeah. And I thought, I thought I was doing that. I mean, what happened is, he, I think, um, I owed a lot in tax. I, my business did really well that year and I owed a lot in taxes. And so I said, I was writing the check and I said, do I make this out to the IRS? And he said, well, do you want a receipt? And I said, yes. And he said, have you ever gotten a receipt from the IRS? And it was just like a normal conversation. And I said, no. And he's like, well, write it to schwa i'll open a pass-through account for you um and write it to schwab and then we can wire it you know i'll wire it for you to the irs and so i did that and i never looked at the statements because no i got sent the statements in the mail he doctored the statements and so i and i didn't i i just didn't know any better you know and so the checks would get, you know, $45,000 check got cashed, but 
but I didn't see that it got cashed to Schwab and he put it into his account at Schwab. I saw, I just saw on my bank statement that the check got cashed. So I didn't, you know, I, there was no check to flip over and I wasn't like clicking on it, you know, on my B of A statement to see the back of the check. I just, you know, I was none the wiser and uh, it was shocking when I found out that was just a, a really dark time for me, but I, I came through it and I learned a lot about myself. I'm very resilient. Of course. Yes, you are. And that's, there's a lot we learn from everything that we're doing that we do. It, I mean, life is constant growth. Um, I know eat my words is growing and you're, you've got, you said you've got all these projects on your plate. Where do you see yourself and eat my words, you know, in five years? In five years, I would like to be, it's so hard to think of retiring because I'm I'm almost 60. I'll be 60 in January. Wow. So, so uh, yeah, I'd like to be retired right now. I'm putting uh, all of the systems in place to, you know, groom a successor, automate a lot of my processes uh, to um, take all of the things naming lists that I've done over the past almost 20 years and clean them up, categorize them, like really package my business so it's ready to sell and that I have everything, you know, things that right now are being done manually are being automated. Everything from, you know, appearing on a podcast. I'm on two podcasts a week and I always, you know, hear, you know, cut and paste, hear the show notes, hear links, you know, here's my bio. So just to kind of have some of that more automated um, or all automated and also have my one of my virtual assistants handle all of the back and forth with the podcasters so I don't have to so I just you know come on stage so to speak to do the podcast yeah yeah why, why do all the stuff that you don't need to we've got all these other people that can help us and they need jobs and need experience to grow too yeah, and I have been hiring virtual assistants um, in the Philippines who are incredibly talented. They speak and write perfect English. And, you know, you pay them $6 an hour, and it's a good living for them because they're used to making $3 an hour. So you're, they're making a good living, and you're helping support their families. And a, you're able to offload a lot of stuff that you normally would be tempted to do yourself just to save the money. And, and it also, it forces you to get it together more because you have to stay organized for them. That's so true. And I mean, and there is, I mean, part of the saying no is allowing somebody else to do their part and learn and um, do what their genius is. So, yeah. So you can focus on naming what you enjoy and love doing and, and help the next generation and help others with jobs and experience and growth and mentoring. I think that's wonderful. Yeah. And, you know, it's so gratifying. I've had a number of interns over the years and it's so gratifying to see them move on and them like really thrive and grow. And I have so many of them that are just rock stars. I mean, really, it's 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 so exciting. But I'm I'm really good at picking interns. I just I I guess I I was doing a lot of in person speaking when I lived in the Bay Area at lots of universities, and it was always the students that would come up to me after 
after I would speak and they would ask the questions and they would be the most engaged. Those were the go-getters and or just somebody that had read my book and wrote, you know, took the time to write to me. Like I knew that they had, they, they had what, what it takes to really get ahead. You know, they were fearless and that's what I really look for. Yeah. You, you know, we, my husband and I are in the coaching world, and so there's a lot of, are you coachable? Are you teachable? Are you willing to learn and grow? Otherwise, mentoring and coaching isn't very effective. Yeah. You, you, it's that is be true. Really yeah. Uh, anything else you'd like to share with us today? Um, well, let's see. I, I can just, I want to quickly walk everybody through the smile and scratch test because yeah, we yeah. have a couple minutes. So, um, smile is an acronym that, uh, for the five qualities that make a name great and scratch is an acronym for the seven deal breakers when you need to scratch it off the list because it makes people scratch their head. Mm -hmm. So smile stands for suggestive. You want your name to suggest something positive about your brand. M is memorable. So for something to be memorable, it needs to be based in the familiar. And not, and uh, so, for instance, uh, kryptonite locks repel bike thieves, and we all know kryptonite from Superman. Um, image, the I in smile stands for imagery. When people hear your name or see your name, if they can picture something in their head, it will help them recall it later from their brain's dusty filing cabinet. The L in smile stands for legs, and that means that your name lends itself to a theme. So, for instance, with Eat My Words, um, we have, uh, like, our blog is called The Kitchen Sink, for instance. And then the E in smile stands for emotional. Your name needs to make an emotional connection and resonate with your target audience. Otherwise, it's going to go right over their head. And Scratch, the S in Scratch stands for Spelling Challenge. You don't want your name to look like a typo. It's just going to frustrate people, and your name needs to be friction-free. The first C in Scratch stands for Copycat. Your name needs to be unique, like you are and your brand is. Um, why be somebody else when you can be yourself? The, and also, when you're a copycat, you open yourself up to trademark infringement. The R in Scratch stands for restrictive, and that's where you limit future growth because you get locked in to something. Um, then the, the A stands for annoying. So annoying is, you know, when your name frustrates someone. Maybe it's like a word that's spelled backwards or it has a number in it. So, you know, you're always going to have to spell it out for people. That's going to annoy you or they're going to butcher it and that's going to annoy them. And then um, the S-C-R-A-T, uh, the sec, oh, the T stands for tame and that's where your name uh, is kind of flat and boring and descriptive and the uh, Second C stands for curse of knowledge, and that means where uh, you may get it, insiders may get it, but your target audience won't get it. So you need to make sure that your name isn't foreign to people, whether it's you know unfamiliar or a foreign word. And then finally, the H in scratch stands for hard to pronounce, and you want your name to be intuitive to pronounce. So people uh, don't 
butcher it or struggle with it or embarrass themselves trying to pronounce it. I think those are amazing. Those are awesome and so easy for us to attach and think through and and just process those things because we do tend to use words that aren't clear um, and the spelling. I know my husband and I have had at Value to Life coaching for five years and we always have to say use the number two. Oh, right, right. Yeah, yeah. So you so you feel the pain, right? Yes. yes yeah. Yes, and I tell, I tell people that, like, look, I've heard all the stories. So I know this. I'm not just saying that and, like, trying to make your life harder. I'm trying to make your life easier. It is. And it's, you know, thinking through those things of um, making it clear and just make it, taking the time to think and process what you're actually doing. Because you are going to live with this for a while. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Your brand name will last longer than any other investment you make in your business. So do it, make it a good one. Yep, that is true. Right. How can people find you, Alexandra? At uh, eatmywords.com. And I'm at Alexandra at eatmywords.com. And yeah, if you have questions, send me a question. If you want to know where I got my great $6 an hour VA, is I can help you there and give you a discount code too. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Yeah, we always need some good, uh, good VAs because uh, I know everybody's processing through those and it's expanding and those tend to be first on the list. Yeah. Thank you so much for joining us today, Alexander. It's great hearing your story and all the things you, you've named and how to help us uh, name our stuff better. Thank you, Noelle. You covered so much ground in such a short time. I applaud you for that. You ask good questions. Thank you. And we'll be back next week. Are you an entrepreneur or business owner? If so, you need to know about the Achieve Systems Business Building Membership. We are one of the best referral-based communities that wants to refer you. We help generate you thousands of leads per year. We also provide you an incredible mentorship program that has won many awards. We don't stop there. We have 60 plus opportunities to take your business to the next level, like authoring and publishing books and many, many more. Go to AchieveSystemsPro.com and get started today. Thank you so much for joining us today. And a huge thank you to our guest for sharing her wisdom, experience and insight. It's been an absolute pleasure and honor to have her on the show. The incredible stories and achievements of the women we feature on this podcast are not just inspiring. They're a call to action. They remind us that we are capable of achieving anything we set our minds to. I encourage you to take that first step toward realizing your dreams and living your best life. Don't wait for permission. Believe in yourself. And if you're looking for support and guidance on your journey, I invite you to join me. Text WOMEN to 55444 to learn more about how I, your journey navigator, can help you unlock your full potential. Remember, you are unstoppable. Let's make, make big things happen together.